You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to another edition of Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes football and recruiting podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. I'm your host, Gabby Rudia. Riding solo today, David Lake, feeling a little bit under the weather, decided to stay home today. David, we hope that you feel better, of course. Uh, Miami had their second spring practice of the Mario Cristobal era on Wednesday. Um, Plenty of stuff to get into there. Uh, Thought it would be good to get some newsy stuff out out in the front end of the podcast. So on Tuesday, uh, Miami picked up a a commitment from four-star offensive lineman Antonio Tripp. He is from the Baltimore area in Maryland. I think that's a it's a big pickup for Miami on the offensive line. You hear Mario Cristobal talk and how it starts up front and in the trenches. Um, so that was a, a pretty big surprise for Miami on Tuesday. He had a two-day visit between um, you know Miami's first spring practice on Monday, returned on Tuesday to sort of seal the deal. And you know, from what I understand, just talking to Trippy and a great conversation with Coach Cristobal that night, and you know, just kind of that being the same day that he buried his mom and he had a surgery and all those types of, of things that, you know, he's dealing with in, in his daily life, you know, that he's going through in, in the loss of his mother. Um, for him to, for Coach Cristobal to still take the time to talk to him and his family and, and to, you know, just give them that time, I think, spoke volumes to Trip and his family in terms of the type of man and the type of coach that Mario Cristobal is. So um, that was a, a big addition for Miami on the recruiting trail. He becomes commit number three and the first on the offensive line. Surely won't be the last. Uh, Miami also wrapped up a three-day visit with five-star defensive lineman David Hicks. Um, he was at the school on Sunday, Monday, and finished it off around 1, one fifteen on Tuesday. So, you know, that all went very well. Told me that Miami's in a pretty good spot to to get an official visit. I would definitely go on InsideTheU.com, check up some updates there with, the you know, the nation's top defensive lineman, uh, number four overall player, according to the industry-generated 24-7 sports composite. So um, plenty of recruiting updates on the site now. Um, you know, just kind of pivoting into Wednesday spring practice. I'm just going to go on a, a bit of a ramble session here. Um, I think one of the big things that happened on Monday was that defensive end Elijah Roberts, who many people in the program are extremely high on, um, you know, had someone tell me that he was one of the definitely one of the alphas of the offseason program and the fourth por- the fourth quarter program. So, um, you know, he suffered an, what looks like a right ankle injury on Monday that sort of kept him out. 
um, saw him at the facility on Tuesday and he was walking around and he did participate in stretches on Wednesday before going inside the, the indoor practice facility, um, presumably to get treatment or something of that sort on the ankle, but didn't seem like anything that was hindering him to the point where he can't walk. Um, I don't foresee this being a long-term injury, but um, definitely wasn't the best news that you wanted to get on the first day of spring practice, but he was out there, which I think is encouraging. Um, a few of the other guys that you know we listed, uh, I know David on the last podcast rattled off a list of um, a bunch of guys that were considered out, a few of them that we saw on Wednesday that were out there stretching before going inside as well. Uh, Nigel e. Kelly, along with Jalen Knighton, uh, Tyreek Stevenson, Romello Brinson were a few more guys of the of the outs that we kind of saw out there. It looked like Jalen Knighton may have a something with his wrist. Uh, Tyreek Stevenson, it's tough to say what exactly is going on there. Didn't really see any medical restrictions on him. Could be something that he's just nursing. Romello Brinson noticeably had a, a big sling across his shoulder. So that's something to um, you know, definitely maybe just monitor. It's probably the reason that he's out. Um, just sort of pivoting to uh, today's practice, you know, let's start with the quarterbacks, Tyler Van Dyke. I think you kind of saw a lot of what we've typically seen from him in the past in terms of him wanting to push the ball downfield and, you know, him wanting to, you know, gain those chunk yards. He was definitely looking to to create some of those vertical threats. He did have a couple misfires through one behind Will Mallory during 11-on-11 work that, um, you know, probably could have been a better throw, but that's just us here nitpicking. He did take a couple shots. I know he tried to find Keyshawn Smith down the sideline for what would have been a touchdown. Uh, great coverage from Tecori Couch probably stopped that from happening. Um, Jay Garcia is another guy that during 11-on-11 work, those are really the two quarterbacks that were going uh, through team activities in terms of just like when they're going 11-on-11, going fast, trying to get the snaps off and all those types of things. It was typically Tyler Van Dyke and Jay Garcia that were, that were getting a lot of those reps, didn't see a, a whole ton of, of Jakari Brown in that setting. So um, I think that's something to you know just keep in mind. Uh, with the running backs, again, uh, didn't see Don Chaney out there, but Jalen Knighton was was there seemed like a, a risk thing. Henry Parrish and Thad Franklin seemed to be splitting a lot of like, you know, I'm not even going to call it first team reps, but it, se- it seemed to me like they were getting a bulk of the of the main looks on Wednesday. Uh, Cody Brown was definitely getting some run too. I saw him running a couple times with Jake Garcia, but he was definitely a factor there as well. Uh, on to wide receivers. Uh, Josh, Josh Gaddis's group, you know, he's being very hands-on with the wide outs and he is definitely, you know, taking ownership of that room. Uh, to me, it just seems like Xavier Restrepo might be the the guy, maybe the most polished, potentially the most dependable. At this point, it's still spring. It's still early on. And, you know, definitely a lot of development to go on in that room. Uh, the first receivers that sort of lined up when they went to that 11-on-11 look and even just throughout the course of practice, it looked to me like it was Keyshawn Smith and Jacoby George on the outside with Xavier Restrepo being the first team slot. Uh, Frank Ladson was lining up behind Keyshawn Smith with Michael Redding also behind Frank Ladson. Um, we talked about on Monday drops being a bit of an issue. Uh, in their first viewing period, I didn't see a ton of it when the quarterbacks were out there throwing, but during 11 on 11, um, you know, Jacoby George did have a pretty a pretty noticeable drop that sort of hit right off his hands. A pretty good thrown ball by Tyler Van Dyke, hit him right in the chest, just kind of bounced off his hands, landed right in the arms of Al Blades Jr., who came up with the interception. Um, just sort of hearing what Josh Gaddis had to say after practice, it, I think he kind of knows that, you know, this is a, an offense that's that's relatively thin. Um, you know, there's still guys that have that definitely have promise, and, you know, you definitely have to be excited about the guys on the roster. Have to remember that, remember that Romello Brinson is out as well. But, um, you know, he's definitely a guy that could t- that f- could factor in as well. But, you know, I do think that there's um, 
I think that there has to be some hope that this group definitely elevates their game over, you know, the course of the spring. I think that's what it is, that's about. This is about now. Josh Gaddis mentioned that the spring is a lot about, you know, really establishing an identity and, um, you know, trying to figure out who's who. You know, I think that's something that they're keying in right on right now is what's the strength of this team? Um, you know, where can they, where do they feel like they can get the most damage done? And um, I think they're still in the process of figuring that out. I think the receivers do have a, ch- a really good chance to take that next step, but definitely want to see that. Um, with the tight ends, it does feel like they're going to be a, a factor in the offense, even during an uh, 11 on 11 work. Will Mallory, Elijah Arroyo, we're getting a lot of, we're definitely getting a lot of targets, even when we went on to the second team. Uh, Jalil Skinner caught a couple passes there towards the, the latter part of the viewing period. Uh, Khalil Brantley had another catch today that I saw. He definitely caught a couple passes on Monday as well. So overall, I'm definitely encouraged with the tight end room. Jalil Skinner, man, uh, listed at 210. I have to believe that he's a little bit bigger than that it seems like he's putting on weight uh, relatively quickly here uh you know since he's gotten to miami i believe in you know mid-january so that's definitely an encouraging sign i still feel like it's going to be a will mallory elijah arroyo sort of deal i think both those guys are highly talented but um you know just even talking to will mallory uh he was even saying that jillo skinner might be the mo- the best pro like you know prospect uh that miami sort of brought into the room during his time just because he is that talented that long um that athletic has a basketball background, you know, definitely someone to be encouraged about down the road, but might have a little bit more development to go. We'll see over the course of the spring. I'm pretty encouraged about him and like, you know, initially thought maybe he's not ready to contribute, but I don't know. I, I could be, I could see a scenario where Jalil Skinner helps out Miami, um, you know, down the road, probably maybe towards the back half of the fall, not making any predictions there, but could definitely see him being a guy for, for the, uh, for the offense um, onto the offensive line. Uh, we've talked about on Monday how Jalen Rivers and John Campbell are sort of considered limited. Didn't see a lot of John Campbell on Wednesday. Um, Definitely saw some Jalen Rivers. Definitely saw him out there, you know, going through drills and all that when it came to, you know, actually lining up against the defense. They held Jalen Rivers back. So with the left to right, the offensive line on Wednesday sort of looked like Zion Nelson, Usman Treor, a combination of Logan Sagapolo and Ja'Kai Clark. Those two were flip-flopping between center and right guard. And it looked like Justice Oluwashan was the guy getting the, the looks at right tackle. So that's definitely something to, to know. Um, defensive line is kind of hard to gauge during spring because again they're not there's not a lot of pads popping they're still in shirts and shorts out there so while there was some you know pursuit by the defensive line it's just not I don't think it's fair to judge um, when they're not really you know out there you know hitting so uh, what the first team defensive line looked like left to right also again considering the fact that Elijah Roberts is out and or was out on Wednesday um, probably would take over one of the starting end spots, but it looked like Jafari Harvey, Jared Harrison Hunt, Leonard Taylor, and Chance Williams were the first team guys. That's pretty notable because it looked like on Monday that Jake Lichtenstein, the USC transfer, was getting a lot of those first team looks. Jared Harrison Hunt, a guy that I know we've spoken about a lot on the podcast as well, that we're really optimistic about his athletic profile and his background and how we think that you know him taking the next step could potentially be big for Miami. So um, it's good to see Jared Harrison Hunt getting some looks there again this is just a spring so plenty of movement going on i'm sure uh pretty notable with the second team defense it looked like cyrus moss was one of the guys coming off the edge definitely looks uh, a little slender um you know definitely trim uh i think he definitely has a ways to go in terms of putting on weight but you know he does have a natural pass ability to get to the quarterback and um you know so it's definitely 
encouraging to see him getting some real looks uh, with the second team. Uh, right next to him was Jake Lichtenstein. Jordan Miller were also was also another guy that was running with that second team uh, defensive line. On the on just with the linebackers, I thought you know when it got when it went to the eleven on eleven during the second half of of practice that we were able to watch Corey Flag and Wayman and Wayman Steed were the first guys out there. Uh, Wesley Besaint, the true freshman out of Miami Central, that Miami's definitely excited about. He was getting some look looks on the second team alongside Sean Troutman, Avery Huff, and also looked like Tyreek Austin Cave might have got, gotten in there as well. With Keontra Smith definitely factoring in. Um, sort of moving back to the defensive backs, I thought it was interesting. Gilbert Fryer and spent a lot of Wednesday working with the cornerbacks in terms of just going through ball drills and working with Jamel Dye and, and DeMarcus Van Dyke and, and those types of guys when, you know, when everyone sort of lined up, it felt like Gilbert Frierson was more in, uh, more in uh, a nickel role. It looked like Al Blades was also sort of in that nickel role. So I think that's something to sort of keep an eye on in terms of what that base defense is going to look like. Uh, to Corey Couch was another one lining up as a first team cornerback. I mentioned earlier, I thought he made a really good play on Keyshawn Smith in coverage. It looked like DJ Ivy was the guy opposite of him. Uh, mentioned earlier, Tyreek Stevenson out, but was running on the other field. So um, I think that's good in terms of, you know, where Tyreek Stevenson is in his rehab or whatever it is that he is going through. Um, Isaiah Dunson also got an attaboy from Jamel Day as well. Um, he made a good play. I can't remember who was throwing the ball, um, but I think it was Jake Garcia. And, um, you know, it seemed like Isaiah Dunson made a really good play playing cornerback um, on the on the far side of the field. So um guess Isaiah Dunton is definitely in the in the mix there as well. Uh, defensive backs, um, you know, safeties, uh, James Williams, Avante Williams. I think they're the clear starters with Cameron, Cameron Kitchen still sidelined. It seemed like Jalen Harrell and Brian Balaam were also a couple of the guys rotating in as well. Um, that's, you know, basically a, a wrap from Wednesday's spring practice. Also a few alumni that were there. It honestly might have been the most alumni I've really seen since I've been at at Miami in terms of just like guys showing up and watching practice. Um, it was really cool to see Roland Smith sort of escorting guys going up to a guy like Tolbert Bain and, you know, saying hello to him and, you know, welcoming, welcoming him to sort of come alongside and watch the practice from a different angle. A couple other guys that were out there, KJ Osborne, uh, John Beeson, Sean Spence, Lamar Miller, uh, Brian Monroe. Uh, something else really cool that was happening was uh, Sheldrick Redwine, who's with the Miami Dolphins and, you know, was drafted by the Cleveland Browns a couple years ago. He sort of laced up the cleats and was going through drills with the with the defensive backs during the first uh, portion of the of viewing. So Sheldrick Redwine used this opportunity to to get some run in and, you know, to get a workout in. So that was pretty cool to watch as well. Um, following practice, Josh Gaddis, Will Mallory, Elijah Arroyo, and Zion Nelson all spoke with the media, um, you know, kind of said all the things that you'd expect them to say. Josh Gaddis, you know, just again, talking about laying an identity and, uh, you know, still having work to do, just did kind of throw in a comment that, you know, Mario Cristobal made on Monday as well, that this team is a little bit thin, you know, there's not a lot of depth. So um, I think Miami knows that this roster still needs to be built up a little bit more, a couple ways to address that. One is obviously through recruiting. That was something he was talking that he sort of pounded the table on when, when he was asked by a member of the media about what he learned about playing Georgia in the college football playoff, um, you know, this past season. And that was one thing he went to directly was just 
just, you know, from a recruiting standpoint, you can see where Georgia was better than everyone else. Um, You see what those guys are doing at the NFL Combine now and, um, you know, how those guys are putting up ridiculous numbers. He says it all starts on recruiting and he believes that Miami is a place who could recruit at that level. So, um, you know, Josh Gaddis definitely knows that this is a, a work in progress, that this roster is a work in progress and that it's far from, you know, where they necessarily expect it to be right now. Um, Will Mallory definitely talking about how encouraged he was about how tight ends were going to be used in the offense, saying that he believes they're going to be an extremely significant part of it. So that's good to see. Uh, Zion Nelson just kind of talking about the new offensive line operation with Alex Mirabal and Mario Cristobal being hands-on. He said that uh, offensive linemen could at some at, at times be felt like they're kind of like you know on their own doing their own thing, but now with Coach Cristobal being so hands-on and direct with them, it's definitely been a a way for for them to feel just more in tune with practice. One noticeable difference that he said is just like how quickly they're moving from drill to drill and how um, he feels like it's a lot more team activities instead of like individual things like that. And and I could agree with that. Just having watched practice, it does feel like they get together more than maybe they did in the past. So, you know, overall, I thought it was a pretty good Wednesday practice. Um, We will be back Friday for more updates. Um, not a lot of recruits that were there today. Uh, maybe a 2025 quarterback, Austin Simmons might've been the headliner. Um, he has a few notable power five offers, but Friday should be an impactful event with multiple guys expected to be in attendance. So stay locked onto inside the U for more on spring practice and for more on recruiting coverage. Catch you guys next time. There's a very bright shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.